0: Hey everybody, just want to let you know before we get started, Jacob and I recorded this podcast before the Amari Cooper story broke, obviously not knowing that he would not play this week. So you can ignore all of the stats on Amari Cooper, but enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks for listening. If you're wondering about starting Amari Cooper or Brandon Cooks or even Kadarius Tony, we'll give you some advanced stats that might help you make up your mind right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to your weekend edition of FFTN5. Adam Azer here with Jacob Gibbs of Sportsline. Follow him on Twitter at JA Gibbs underscore 23 and sportsline.com. All of his great content you can see there. All right, Amari Cooper has been frustrating this year, and we are getting a lot of questions about him. I think people are excited about the potential for a shootout, but it has not always mattered for Amari Cooper. What does matter for Amari?
1: I think what matters for him in this matchup specifically that maybe is going a little overlooked is that Kansas City uses a ton of man coverage. Uh, both these teams do really. I'm really excited for Tyreek Kill on the other side of the ball, um, and I think both these quarterbacks should find success um, against you know these man heavy, man heavy coverage schemes, which should lead to a blow. like you talked about, a shootout like you talked about, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe a blowout. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Be my Chiefs homer isn't there? Um, but Amari has definitely been the guy who Dak has really leaned on when facing man coverage. Um, It's been Amari and Dalton Schultz who have had like really drastic splits versus man or zone. Uh, Schultz has been much, much better versus zone, and Amari's been much, much better versus man. Uh, His target per route run rate is up from 18% to 27% um, when facing man coverage compared to zone. And so it's really an exciting spot for him. I think he uh, is definitely set to to just tee off against the, the corners the Chiefs have on the perimeter there if he's healthy. And then the other thing to mention is that Dak has been way, way better against man coverage. Uh, Since the start of 2021, no quarterback has a higher passer rating versus man coverage than Dak Prescott. Um, So definitely an exciting spot for them. Obviously, you know, everybody knows to play the Cowboys. Everybody's excited for C.D. Lamb and everything. But I, I think this is a spot that we should be able to trust Amari, even though he has been a little bit inconsistent lately.
0: I want to talk about another inconsistent wide receiver, Brandon Cooks. A lot of optimism for him two weeks ago when Terod Taylor came back and he didn't have a great game at the Dolphins. Now he faces Tennessee. What are you thinking for Brandon Cooks?
1: I'm really excited um, for the volume. Uh, it's, it's usually a volume play with Cooks, but especially in this spot, the the Titans are actually tied um, for the NFL's highest opponent pass rate, um, meaning that their opponents are choosing to pass more often um, than any team other than the Bucs, who is who we'll talk about next with Kadarius Tony. And so that's that's the first reason to get excited is this is just a pass funnel um, defense. And the Texans, you know, they're 10-point underdogs. We saw Tyra Taylor drop back to pass 50 times um, in Houston's most recent game, and I think if we see a similar level of volume in this spot, which we sh- I think we will, given the, the game script and you know Tennessee's defensive tendencies, it's going to be a ton of targets for Cooks. We saw Cooks immediately get back to being targeted um, on, I want to say it was a thir- yeah 35% target share, 40% air yard share in the first game with Tyra right back. He has been targeted at a higher rate when he's been playing with Taylor, uh, 30% target per route run rate when playing with Taylor compared to 25% in all other games. So we saw him kind of drop off as like the main, you know, target hog alpha receiver in this offense for a little bit there, but picked right back up as soon as Taylor was back. And I think it's going to continue here against a, a Tennessee defense that's definitely struggled against perimeter receivers. They've allowed more fantasy points to the wide receiver position than than any team in the NFL. So playing from behind should be passing a lot and a, a huge portion of that should go to Cooks.
0: Okay. And who do you like better, Cooks or Cooper?
1: I do like Cooper better. I think there's more upside with him there. Um, but I think just in terms of like a, a floor projection, I actually think he might prefer Cooks. He's a little bit safer in terms of his uh, targeting yardage projection.
0: Okay, yeah. 14 targets week nine at Miami. And should do better than six for 56 if he gets 14 targets or something like that again this week. Now, finally, Kadarius Tony, You and I were so in on Kadarius Tony, <laughs> And I don't even think he had a – maybe had one catch in that game.
1: Yeah, it was a, bad.
0: Weird game three targets to wide receivers just a weird game but i'm not back on Kadarius Tony. I feel like I was wrong and I just need to accept it. But you on the other hand, are uh, you're you putting your chips in. So what do you got I'm, on Tony?
1: I'm ready to be to be heard again here with Kadarius Tony. I am back in. I think the there's a big difference between the two matchups That we, we, we I was really excited for it last time because it was a zone heavy matchup. We expected them to be playing from behind. Um but the distinct difference here between the Raiders defense that he, he flopped in against Um, and week eight versus the the defense he's playing here is Tampa Bay like really, really keeps everything in front of them. They have the second uh, lowest opponent average depth of the target, whereas the Raiders actually have the eighth highest, which is, I think, the highest among zone heavy defenses. Um, Tampa Bay keeps everything in front of them. They really funnel targets to the slot, to the running backs. And so I think it makes sense when the three wide receiver sets are going to be Kadarius Toney, uh, Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton. The high ADOT guys on the perimeter are just going to be taken away. And I think it's going to be Tony and Saquon Barkley just piling up targets. And unlike the game against the Raiders, where they unexpectedly got up in, early in the game and only, I think, dropped back to pass less than 25 times, that's not going to be the case against Tampa Bay. They're 11.9 dogs. Um, so I think most likely we're going to see a high-volume passing game here, um, unless New York's offense just falls apart entirely. But if they're able to move the ball at all, I think it's going to be through Tony. I think it's going to be through Saquon Barkley. So people notice they start Saquon, of course, but I'm really excited for Tony. And then the last thing is he's been way, way better against zone coverage. Um, and we've seen both Slate and Kenny Galladay both um, have seen their their rates drop off significantly with facing zone coverage. So I think everything points towards another big game from Tony. Of course, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to trust them. It's hard to trust anyone from the Giants offense. But as far as what we've got on paper, there is a lot of upside here.
0: Okay. Fingers crossed for that one. Thank you so much to Jacob Gibbs. Thank you to all of you for listening and watching. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Sunday on FFT Info.